Hey, what's going on out there, guys? This is DJ Garcia, your town treasurer. How are you, Deb? Hey, I'm good. This is Deb Mortweet, your deputy treasurer. And we are here. This is after the checks are signed. Our tally keeps increasing. I think this is our 14th episode Ooh. now. Just like last time, we are officially on all of the major music streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. So anywhere that you listen to us, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button so that way you can see all of our new posts. And something new that just happened this week. Yeah, actually, as of last night, Deb and I are the proud owners of a Facebook page. So you can go on Facebook and you can search out after the checks are signed. We now are going to start posting on there our new episodes and maybe interacting with our fans, taking feedback. Searching out people for before the checks or signs yeah. episode. Yeah. I think we already just came up with an idea uh, for what we're going to make our very first post. So when we start inviting you guys to like the page, we came up with our first uh, interactive post. Is it going to be about cats or dogs? I mean, it should be, but I think we're going to take a little <laughs> bit more serious okay. turn. We're going to talk about, or the post is going to be about the flu vaccine. And then furthermore about the COVID vaccine. So the questions are going to be, do you get the flu vaccine? Yes or no. And then regardless of how you answer to that, you're also going to answer, would you get the COVID vaccine when it's ready? So just like your seasonal flu shot, would you get a COVID shot? Pretty straightforward questioning, but I feel like that's... Timely. 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 Yeah. Timely because there was recently an announcement by Pfizer that they have huge success on their newest iteration of the vaccine. Did you hear anything about that? Well, I I was listening to my marketplace thing that I listened to podcasts that I listened to yeah. and and just heard that their stocks went up and and it's amazing how this happened just a week after the elections. It's true. I mean, I don't think either one of us are conspiracy theorists. I think we're both pretty grounded. But I would agree with you that it's a little interesting that leading up to the election, we had the highest numbers of COVID cases on a daily basis that we had had the entire pandemic leading up to election day. And as of this morning, those numbers are still high, mm -hmm. not rising anymore, but still high, according to the CDC. And on Friday, or actually it was Saturday, Pfizer said, hey, we have this vaccine, it's 90% effective. In addition to that, the antibodies that our president took when he contracted the coronavirus are now available to the illest of patients. Subsequently, that announcement, coupled with a new president, or president-elect, the stock market and business world went nuts on Monday. Uh, the Dow went up almost 7%, which is a huge, massive. I mean, there was individual stocks that were up 20% on, mm -hmm. a, on a regular day, and that's, mm -hmm. that's not, mm -hmm. not likely. Uh, so, you know, not to say that we're indicating anything, but to me, it seems a little timely. And I know I've heard consistently from my friends, neighbors, and customers that they feel like the coronavirus is going to just dissipate after the election. And then we have this event that happens. And to me, it just seems a little interesting. So we want to know what you yeah. will do. What would you do? Exactly. I have gotten my flu shot. Mm -hmm. I have been tested twice for COVID. Mm -hmm. I, both times negative. Both times negative. I've given blood twice. I'm giving blood the third time this week. You volunteered and, at two elections. Yep. And so... 
I would get the flu vac. I would get the COVID vaccine and I've got my shingles vaccine, but you know, I come out of healthcare, but I have lots of friends who are on the conservative side like me that will never get Mm -hmm. any kind of vaccine. So you're a yes to both and I'm, and I'm a no to both. Yep. Uh, So, you know, that's where we stand. We're going to be the first two votes that get cast. When we post up this episode, that's when this poll will go up on our Facebook page. So we're hoping to see some interest and activity on there and get some likers, you know, maybe get up to 50 or 100 on the first week or so. That would be awesome. Yeah. Make sure you answer that poll. So we're going to move on to our regular topic for our podcast. So we talk about like ultra local news, current events, politics, stuff like that. So at the select board meeting on November 2nd, which was last Monday, not this week, because today is November 11th. November 11th. Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Thank you all very much for your service. We wouldn't be here without you recording this entertaining podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, before we actually get into the select board meeting, I know that you have some things you want to say about Veterans Day. So Veterans Day, I actually have one special family member that is deployed right now for a year. I sent him a package this week. You know, he probably won't get it. He'll get it before he comes back in here. (laughs) But I sent him a package and sent his wife something who's in Colorado. And um, But November 11th is special because of our veterans. So tonight, the Heritage Commission is hosting at the Wilton Town Hall Theater the movie, They Shall Not Grow Old. It is a documentary by um, Peter Jackson, who did Lord of the Rings, that kind of things. But this oh. is a documentary that he's put together in 2018. So two years ago, it was in our theater also. Um, but Dennis has let us bring it in, and we're going to honor our veterans and educate those who have seen it and who have not seen it because it is very moving. Real footage from World War One. It's not about our veterans, mm. our United States, our doughboys that went over there. It's not about them, but it is, you can see what life would have been like for them during that war. It's very special. So that we're having a short program at 7.15 tonight. The movie will start at 7.30 It's um, two hours, including the trailer that is at the end on how Peter Jackson put it together. You have to stay for that. Um, If ever I wanted a trailer, not a trailer, but just a little end cap to be at the beginning, it would be this. But because it isn't, and you don't know this through the whole movie, it's so incredible at the end. So hmm. again, seven fifteen tonight yep. is at the town hall theater. At the town hall theater, it's free. If you want to give a donation, it will go to our American Legion. Gary Jensen will be there. He's our post commander, and Dennis will have all kinds of his popcorn, popcorn, extra with, butter with real butter yeah. on it, and and even some extra seasonings you can put on it. Oh. And um, but good candy, good soda. Again. It is Veterans Day, the 11th day of the 11th month and the 11th hour, and that is why we celebrate. So thank you all so much for your service. Make sure that you go down and see the movie They Shall Not Grow Old tonight at the Town Hall Theater at 7.15. Moving on to the select board meeting that happened on the 2nd, which is about a week ago. 
This is the initial presentation happened from many of the boards. So it looks like it was planning and zoning and stormwater. So that was Michelle Dakota, one of our previous guests, the building inspector, the Wilton Youth Association, also known as Goss Park, the Conservation Commission, Heritage, Main Street Association, the Community Center, the Emergency Management, and the Health Officer and Welfare Director all came. Well, actually, the Welfare Director wasn't there. Welfare Uh, Director was not there, and Community Center was not there they okay. they weren't able to be there either but they all came up so they've worked with the pl- the the budget committee or budcom as you've been calling it the budgets leading up to now um and la- last meeting was the culmination of all the efforts with those individual leaders and directors of those boards and committees and and services of the town who worked with the budget committee and brought that to the select board so the select board had now their opportunity as a board to discuss all the numbers. So they basically flip through all the pages. What is this line for? What are you going to do with this? Maybe a little more explanation about that. No, I think this was just a preliminary, preliminary, a preliminary thing that they wanted kind of to look at what they were presenting. Um, because the legislative body is the one that actually approves. Yes, we do that in March. In March at the town meeting. We'll see what happens with that, but the, but the budget committee is going to thumbs up it. Yep. The the leader, manager, uh, director, chief of any department or committee is going to thumbs up. Yep. The select board thumbs up, and then the expectation is is that the legislative body would do the same. This is about half of them. The yep. other half will come on this next Monday, the 16th. The next meeting is the 16th, and that's where we're going to get the big players. You're going to get the police, fire, ambulance, recycling, who else are we missing? Highway. All the, all the big players are going to come and present at that time, too. So we'll yeah. see, you know, on our next podcast, there'll be a little bit more to report, probably. Because these were, not to say that they weren't, you know, necessary, but they weren't as Pay- big ticket. Not payroll heavy. Right. Not big ticket items for the town. You know, that was basically the bulk of the meeting. Then uh, they talked quickly. Don Don Nurse came up and talked about improving the town office sidewalk. It was really just the ramp for handicap access. When you when you roll out of that front door, you just kind of keep you, going. You're 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 rolling into traffic, <laughs> yeah. and there is traffic on that yeah. road, even though there is a speed hump that oh. you know is right there. So they discussed you know trying to improve that and doing a little work to fix that. Not really any conclusion to that at that time. But hey, you know what I just remembered is, so J&D Auto Repair donated yes. the water suits so that we talked about in the last at podcast. At the last podcast. Yeah. I, I, or two of them. Two. Two of them. And I think oh, that's all that's they wanted. All, that's all they wanted. Yeah. Pizza I, lunch. Pizza, pizza lunch. And then we're yeah. going to, I have this historical checkup there. We're going to donate that to them because there are business of the week. Yeah. Let's do that. Business of the week. We've never done that before. Yeah. So we can give them one of our Wilton Savings Bank slips with their name on it. Because they're saving Wilton money. That's right. They are. And we just we just thought we just we just, just now. We, you know, in case you guys don't know, we have a long <laughs> conversation before we start recording. This did not come up. So this that's is that's very exciting. Yeah. So but so J and D auto repair. Uh, not only do they maintain many of our vehicles, our highway vehicles, our fire trucks, 
the ambulance. I think the majority of our vehicles. And they take away those that are illegally parked. And they do. (laughs) Yeah, they'll come pick them up. But now they're going even further and saying, hey, you got the town of Wilton is a great customer of ours and we're going to give back too. So big thumbs up to those guys. If you need any work to your car, go see J&D. They'll take good care of you, just like they do the town of Wilton. We have not. They are not one of our sponsors. Wink, wink. So, yeah, we're, we're not actively looking for sponsors, but we won't turn any away. <laughs> so, yes, they donated the water-prepared yeah. suits for yeah. the fire department, which they were trying to put the money together to buy. Yeah. That's awesome. So thank you very much to them. Yeah. And, shout um, out. Woo-hoo. Yeah, shout out to J&D. That is basically the bulk of the new business that was discussed at the meeting. This meeting actually was pretty quick and efficient. And uneventful, you know, there wasn't really a lot to discuss, a lot going on. Um, you know, we were there, we were out early, I think, which is, you know, fine by me. But here we are trying to report it. The other things that we wrote up there, we wanted to talk about what happened last week, which was the election, the presidential election, and also the state local elections for state Senate, House of Representatives. Um, all that happened on November the 3rd, which mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you are aware of. And at this point, the, the race has been called, and we have President-elect Joe Biden. Donald Trump is going to, I think, you know, he's hinting at wanting a recount in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Georgia itself mm-hmm. is a unique state, and they're going to do a runoff because the gap was so small anyways, and they're going to do that on the state level too, which is actually going to have a huge impact on Washington mm-hmm. because however that Senate and House seat mm-hmm. falls for nationally is going to really affect the presidency. Well, I just, I think it's interesting. We see how not everybody goes into those polls and votes straight ticket, straight party ticket, you know, which, which a lot of the polling before they look at somebody and they're, they're registered as a Republican, Democrat, or independent. And they think that they can figure out guesstimating on what they're going to do, that they're going to vote straight ticket. That has not been done. Otherwise, there wouldn't be this runoff kind of thing, I think. And we've seen that locally, too. Yeah, Biden clearly won our Mm -hmm. local election, but some of those underneath, not, not at our federal level, but... Locally, mm-hmm. our our state senators, our executive council, our yep. state representatives, and we have our own recounts that are coming here by the Republican and the Democratic Party. And so people have made up their mind: yes, they're working for me, or no, they're not working for me. So right. So we do. We yep. have. In particular, we have one coming up on November seventeenth, which is the day after next week's select board meeting for uh, Hillsborough District Four. You know, I mean, I would imagine just like they're, you know, they're saying on a national level that the deltas are too large yeah. to, to yeah. make up in a recount. It seems that way on the local level, too. But everybody's entitled to it. That's mm-hmm. that's the way that we do it uh, in our democracy. Yep. Those are coming up all across our state over the next week uh, into next week. So and, and some we, of them had already happened, right? Yes. Some of them have already yep. happened. Yeah. And they didn't change. They did not change. So we'll see how it goes. 
That is, last week was the election, so big deal. You know, now we have a new president-elect. It's been a while since we've had a single-term president. So that kind of speaks, I think, to, you know, the temperature of the country. It speaks to the differences that are happening in, in the country. The rural areas, like where we live, and compared to larger, you know, cities, mm-hmm. it's very drastically different. I mean, mm-hmm. the state of Nevada, you know, mm-hmm. they that carried for Democrats just with two counties, mm-hmm. and that's where the most of the votes mm-hmm. happened. Same with Arizona. Only mm-hmm. three counties had Democrat win, mm-hmm. and it carried the whole state. And Georgia, for the first time in almost four decades, is looking like, I mean, they still have to do their runoff, but it's looking like they're also going to, you know, go to Democrat, Mm -hmm. which hasn't been in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And it kind of speaks to the way it's changing, like the makeup of voters Mm -hmm. and and demographics in in historically one way or the other areas. Mm-hmm. Basically, people are leaving cities and moving out to smaller rural areas. You know, we have had a lot of people here locally, people had, that have moved in from California, mm-hmm. Texas. Pennsylvania. Seen that with new faces around, like, like yep. oh, we just moved here from, like mm-hmm. like on, on the Facebook pages, like, I just moved here from, yep. where do I get? And yep. so... And they probably should have figured that out before they got here, because where <laughs> they get it is not here, typically. <laughs> um, not to say that Wilton doesn't have a lot of services, but we don't have a lot of, you know, variety. We have a lot of recommendations. Though. Yes. I always love it when that yep. little map comes up and with the recommendations. Last week, the election, huge deal, big change in the direction of our country for the future, and we're going to have to see how it all plays out. Outside of that, you want to talk about another thing for the Historical Committee? I do, the Heritage Commission. Heritage, apologies. Something that we do is we have historic house plaques, and this was something that Matt brought up when Michael was up there for the Heritage Commission. You know me, I like to take those things and bring them forward. So this is something that is available on the historic house plaques. The the Heritage Commission continues to offer historical house plaques for purchase by homeowners if your house is built before 1850, and we have a lot of those, DJ. Mm. And you would like to participate in our plaque program, you can contact the Heritage Commission. And if you go to the town website, you can figure out how to do that. But I will be there with these tonight if people want to sign up and that. So there's over 71 homeowners. I'm sure people have seen gone by and it's just like, that's not their address. Mm-hmm. It's the year. And then maybe there'll be a name on it. Like there's definitely one at Curtis farm. There's yes. definitely. But like Matt said, you know, it, we, you know, we probably need to get it replaced. So yeah. this is to get it replaced and all that. It, I think it's like $80 and we get a percentage of that. I, I'll i find that out for sure. It doesn't say that on the website. So. so if you live in an old home in town and you'd like to get one of those sweet plaques that shows that your house is a historical home in the town of Wilton, I think that's uh, our the Heritage home. Commission will be happy to put one of those, one of those together for you. Yeah. That, that's pretty much it. This is one of our shorter episodes because the select board didn't have huge business to take care of. And next week uh, at the select board meeting, we'll be there. We're going to 
you know, see how those budgets present, see uh, what happens at next week's meeting. And outside of that, we're going to start asking our listeners and fans and people of the community to like our Facebook page, participate in our poll that we're running about the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine. We want everybody to stay healthy, be happy. And as usual, there was no taxpayer dollars used in the production of this episode. It is our, these are our opinions. Our opinions. And I totally understand that I have a lot to learn about life in rural New Hampshire. Yeah, because you're a Midwesterner. I am. An Iowian. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Iowian? Ufta. Uh, So anyways, that's that, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you listen and share with your friends, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you. All right, Deb. See you later. Bye.